0: It's Tuesday, June 9, 2009.
1: Protesting in Peru. Settling with Shell. Plus. Well, the House will pass a bill in, in the Senate. They're not going to be in the it. You guys, get just up in Republicans vow to block climate legislation come hell or high water.
0: Hell or high water is right. That's what I'm worried about. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. This is your Green News Report. Hot, hot, hot. Okay, yeah, a lot of talk uh, in Congress about uh, uh, climate change legislation, but if the Republicans block it, it goes nowhere. We'll get to that in a second. Here's your news headlines, Desi Doyen.
1: Nine police officers and 25 indigenous Indians were killed and hundreds wounded in Peru over the weekend where indigenous tribes are protesting logging and oil and gas exploration on their lands without their consent. In the latest round of violence, government forces regained control of a petroleum facility where 38 police officers are being held hostage. Since April, 64 tribal groups have halted development projects by shutting down roads and waterways. The tribes are demanding the repeal of new laws that were passed by the Peruvian president after a free trade agreement with the U.S., which they say makes it easier for foreign multinationals to exploit their land. Critics of the government's policies say little of the wealth has trickled down to indigenous populations. So is
0: this uh, American oil companies that are in there uh, exploring the land?
1: These are multinational corporations. Man, it's like Mad Max out there, all right? The BBC is reporting that Royal Dutch Shell has agreed to settle out of court in a case in which the oil giant was accused of assisting the former Nigerian government in human rights abuses and complicity in the murder of nine anti-oil activists in Nigeria, including author Ken saro who was executed, they were all executed, rather, by a military tribunal. The case has been in limbo for 13 years and was finally set to go to trial next week in the U.S. Shell admitted no wrongdoing and no liability in the settlement, saying the $15 million was part of a, quote, process of reconciliation. Now, this
0: is about empire. These oil companies, they're all over the world, in Peru, Nigeria here, uh, doing anything they damn please, Well, they basically. make
1: agreements with the the governments of these Right. These countries, and the agreements generally do not take into account the indigenous tribes, the peoples that actually live the on the land that where this live happens. There, right. And they, s- they get very little of the royalties that are drawn from these, these resources.
0: The, the people do. The and people how, and do. how much did they settle for here?
1: 15 million.
0: 15 million. Well, that's worth how many lives?
1: <laughs> Good question. New developments in the sausage-making process, that is, the Waxman-Markey Climate and Energy Bill. The Congressional Budget Office released cost estimates for the legislation yesterday. Contrary to Republicans' claims that the bill's provisions will destroy the American economy, the nonpartisan CBO says the climate change bill would actually be a net gain for the federal budget and that new spending would be more than offset by increased federal revenue. Now, this is
0: great. Is this going to make a difference? We played a clip uh, at the top of the show here that was Senator Inhofe speaking recently at a... Uh, uh, Republicans. Senator yes, in of Oklahoma, who right. was
1: speaking at a, uh, let's see, what it was, was a, that? The a, third international conference on climate change.
0: Right, in front of a big poster that says, uh, is is global warming really a crisis? And he, this is the guy who's called global warming, what? The greatest hoax, hoax
1: ever perpetrated on the American and people.
0: And he's saying, it doesn't matter what they do in the House. Let them do anything in the House. Don't worry about what they do in the House. They're going to pass a bill here in the Senate. We're not going to let it happen. We're not going to let anything pass. Uh, Sixty senators are going to be needed. They're not going to get it. We're going to stop it. So does it matter? We can talk about, uh, we've been critical of the Democrats, all the compromise they're doing over in the House on this bill. If it's going to be stopped, if it's not going to pass, what does it mean? Is it going to pass?
1: That's a good question. They had their doubts about whether it would pass out of the House and Energy Committee. Joe Barton in the, uh, was the ranking member of that committee, said he wasn't going to let that happen. He was wrong. It happened anyway. But that's in the House. So that's in the
0: House. The Senate's Senate is a different, a different deal. And I think that you know they're going to go to the mat on this to simply keep it from passing period, any way they can.
1: Well, if that CBO study doesn't make any difference, perhaps this will. A new study published in the journal Science could complicate efforts by dozens of farm state legislators in the House to exempt biofuels from emissions restrictions that are currently in the bill. The House Agricultural Committee chairman, who's a Democrat, Colin Peterson, has declared he's going to hold up this bill unless he gets what he wants. The EPA has proposed calculating full life cycle emissions for biofuels, but that would put corn ethanol on a par with gas and that was something that Colin Peterson doesn't want.
0: I'm confused. Explain that to me. The, 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 he, he wants to...
1: He wants to exempt biofuels because if the EPA continues with its new rules, which mm-hmm. will include d- indirect land use changes where farmers and foreign countries plow over the rainforest so they can plant biofuel crops, right. which means that they deforest, and deforestation in this study is what will result if they don't include the full life cycle analysis with biofuels which means they have a greater emissions when you include deforestation. So basically
0: exempting uh, all uh, land use, all American land use that's used for that purpose from the restrictions, from the EPA restrictions and so forth.
1: Right. The port of Long Beach in California, one of the nation's busiest ports, took a giant step forward last week with the introduction of the world's 1st shoreside electrical grid. Until now, tankers and cargo ships have to idle their diesel engines to keep electrical systems running while they're being unloaded. But now they can shut off the engines and plug into the dockside grid for residual power. Oil tankers are serious air polluters due to the energy required to offload vast amounts of oil while they're sitting at dock. And Unfortunately, only two tankers are equipped for this right now.
0: I'm going to visit Long Beach. All right, for that and so much more, check out Green News Extra at greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. This has been your Green News Report.